I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I make it cute, we make good food, and cocktails too, I'm here for you, to make it cute, yeah I make it cute, for me and you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute, where we make things cute, shake things cute, and bake things cute. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we are talking all things relaxation. This is a topic that I have felt the need to talk about because I really need to start doing more of this in my own life. I've started to create a routine to help myself de-stress and decompress after work or after just a long day. I follow most of these tips at least once a month, but I wanted to share this with you because Whether you're looking for inspiration on how you can relax, especially during the troubling times that we're going through with coronavirus, and I'm sure people are stressed out over the election as well, if you're looking for that, or whether you're just looking for something to do after a stressful day of work, you came to the right place. We're going to be talking about a lot of different ways that we can relax and de-stress and turn our mind off for a while. Sit back relax, pour yourself a glass of wine, get cozy, draw yourself a bath, put in a bath bomb because we are going to relax, de-stress, and decompress on this episode. So the first thing I want to talk about, one of my favorite ways to decompress and to relax is to just lay in bed, not on your phone, not doing anything. And this tip is super weird, but it always helps me center myself. What I like to do is I like to just lay in bed on my back 
and just find my center of gravity. Find that point where I feel most balanced and most at peace and most relaxed, where my body sinks evenly. I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing anything else. I'm literally just laying there. I do that for about five, 10 minutes whenever I get super stressed out and it can immediately calm me down. I wanted to start with that tip because it's such a little effective tip. It doesn't take a lot away from your day. You could do it in the middle of the day if you need to, especially if you're working from home and you really just need that quick break. Or you can do it after a long day of work. If you do this before you start your relaxation routine, I promise you, you will see such better results and you will already be putting yourself in the headspace to be relaxed. Another tip that I want to give you is to journal. One thing that I find super helpful is to just write all my thoughts down. A lot of times my mind is racing. I work full time. I have a podcast. I have a following on social media. So I'm a content creator. And then I'm also developing recipes and just trying to balance all of those as well as maintaining me being a human, you know, showering, shaving, hanging out with friends, socializing. I think that a lot of times during my days, I am trying to find a way to get more hours of the day and to just find whatever time I can to fill it with doing things. But what I like to do is I like to write things down so then I have all my thoughts in one concise place and I understand exactly what I need to accomplish for the day. This is kind of Leading into a productivity tip as well, which I would love to do an episode about productivity in the future. Let me know if that's something that you're interested in. But I just find it so helpful just to get it out of my mind and onto a piece of paper. For example, today I knew that I had to do XYZ task at work. And in my personal life, I knew that I wanted to rearrange my closet and to scrub my bathroom floors. And those tasks all at once seemed like so much But when I broke it down into bite-sized pieces and I was able to visualize it and see at what points during the day I was going to get this done and that it was all going to get done, I think that really helped center me and relax me and just feel a lot better about things. I think that we all are our worst critic and our biggest enemy, and it is so easy for us to become consumed with everything that we have going on. Because it's honestly a domino effect. You start thinking about one thing and then it leads into another and then another. Next thing you know, you've rabbit holed down a big ball of stress. And we don't want to do that to ourselves. We want to take some of that stress away. And if it takes us something as simple as writing it down to do that, I think that is one of the best ways to go about it. Another awesome, awesome, awesome tip I love doing is stretching Stretching is one of those things that you can't multitask while stretching, which is great. I think it just requires you to really be in the moment and be with yourself. And also, you're nourishing your body, you're nourishing your mind and your soul. You're aligning yourself to be flexible and to just kind of put your body in whatever position you're looking to put it in at that moment. Stretching is something that I do every single morning when I wake up. I don't always do it to the full extent of doing like a full shavasana or a sunrise salutation, but I do love to stretch it out in the morning. It gets me out of bed. It gets me going and it just allows me to kind of start my day on a positive note. So then I'm already mitigating some of the stress that I may feel. I understand that we may not all have that time in the morning, but if you could take five to 10 minutes to wake up a little bit earlier to stretch it out, 
you will notice a difference in how you approach your day and how your mood is affected. I used to sleep right up until my alarm. I work at 9 a.m. My alarm would be set for 8.58 a.m. I'd wake up. I'd feel groggy. I didn't have time to stretch. I didn't have time to do anything except for get my Nespresso going. Otherwise, I was just a big blob of nothing. Then I started waking up about one to two hours early, and now I have a morning routine, and now I have some semblance of being a human in the morning, and stretching is always a part of that routine. I can't go into my day if I have not stretched it out. Some people need their cup of coffee in the morning in order to feel like they can start their day. I need to stretch out my body in order to feel like I can start because it just gets me in the right headspace and it's a nonverbal cue to my body that we're ready to begin the day we're ready to get started and kick some ass also let's talk commitments and how to politely decline them so that you have less thing on your plate I think that all of us naturally want to help others There's not many people who I've met who don't have an inept sense of wanting to help others and to be available and to be of service. But a lot of times that puts us in tricky positions where we overextend ourselves, we're volunteering on too many things, we're assisting people with too many things, and then we lose time for ourselves. And one way that I know that I get stressed out the most is whenever I lose that time for myself. So what I've learned is the art of saying no or the art of saying thank you, but no. And what I like to do this with is things that I know that I'll be able to do again. So whether that's going to grab drinks with friends or something that I really just don't have the time to do, I say thank you for the opportunity. Unfortunately, I am not able to take that on my plate right now. And what that does is it builds in protected time for you to have to worry about yourself because when you have so many different projects going on, it is so easy to dedicate yourself to all of those projects and leave no time for yourself. We need to start being nicer to ourselves and to start taking this time to relax and to be proactive about our relaxation. I think a lot of times that we decide to relax after something really bad happens or we get super stressed and we explode, I think that we need to be a little bit more proactive about our approach and start doing things to mitigate the amount of stress that we have on our plate and the amount of stress that we feel and to just relax more. It doesn't always have to be a special occasion to relax and relaxing also doesn't have to be a big ordeal. And I think that's what another thing that is wrong about our current approach. And I would use the word wrong. I would say that there's no correct way to relax, but there is wrong ways to approach relaxation. And a lot of times we approach relaxation as it is something that'll hinder our productivity or it'll hinder our day, or it's just not something I can schedule in or something I can fit in. Relaxation looks different for everyone. This is how I like to relax you may not relax the same. Going to the gym may be your therapy. Going to actual therapy may be that therapy that helps get rid of some of your mental woes. Whatever that is, you have to find time for it and you have to appreciate yourself and love yourself and put yourself first sometimes. I definitely understand to ha- what it's like to have other people that you feel like you may need to put ahead of you and that you need to put yourself on the back burner for. However, 
at the end of the day, you have to go to bed with yourself. You have to wake up with yourself and you have to walk in your own shoes every single day. So let's make sure that those shoes are comfortable and that our feet are nice and relaxed as we're walking in them, right? So the art of saying no is supposed to free up some of our time, but what is that time going to be spent doing? That time is just alone time for us to do whatever we please, whether it is taking a hot bath or it's drinking a glass of wine or getting a couple chapters into that book that you've been meaning to read or catching up on your Netflix shows, I can attest for myself, I can never really find the time to watch my Netflix shows until I have that alone time where I pour myself a glass of wine, I turn off my phone, it is completely for myself, nobody can reach me, and I turn on my Netflix and I catch up on whatever show I'm watching. It is so peaceful and it's such a little luxury and it's so relaxing and it's not really taking any effort or money or time away from anything else. I'm still getting everything that I need to get done done and whether I have to readjust my schedule in order to get it done or readjust my perspective on how much time I feel like it'll actually take, it'll get done. The work will still be there. Don't worry about it. I would say take that time to watch your show, take that time to read your book, take that time to take that bath, do something for you for the purpose of doing it for you. And that will be a repeated theme throughout this episode is just really taking time to be kind to yourself. Another thing that relaxes me to no ends is listening to music. What I love doing is I have a playlist on Spotify that I always go to. It's called Homicidal 50s Housewife. And it takes all these amazing songs from the 50s and early 60s and late 40s. It aggregates it into a playlist and it's just the best, most relaxing vibes. I mean, you have a couple like upbeat songs in it, but otherwise it's just like very relaxing and It makes you just want to sit down and kind of slow down. And I think the environment around us is one thing that actually causes us to speed up or to slow down. One thing that I like to do, and this is going a little bit off topic, and I'll come back to the playlist in a second. But one thing that I really like to do is to clean my space if I know I have something big coming up. So if I have an important project coming up at work, or if I have an important event that I'm hosting in life, or if I just have something important coming up, I like to clean my space because I'm a huge advocate that a clean space equals a clean mind. I think that whenever your space is dirty, it's not necessarily that you're thinking, oh, I should clean it. But I think a cluttered space equals a cluttered mind. And the more you can do to clean and streamline your place, you might be able to streamline and clean your thoughts as well. Um, So I just wanted to sidebar to that. But I love this playlist that I was talking about. I think music is just such a good crutch to have something tangible to like cling on to. It activates your senses. It activates your sense of hearing. But also, you can take it a step further and visualize where you're feeling. I love Eartha Kitt and her song Sissy Bon always takes me back to my time in Paris. And... It just makes me think about happier times where I was walking the street of Paris, a croissant in one hand, a cup of mulled wine in the other, and just absolutely loving my life. And actually, that is what inspired the cocktail for today is mulled wine. It is getting colder outside. It 
is around the time where I would be traveling to Paris this year. Unfortunately, due to coronavirus, I will not be going. But in spirit, I will be there. And I will be there in spirit by drinking this drink. So let's get into this recipe. So this is how you make mulled wine for one. So you're going to take a small saucepan and put it on your stove. Add about 10 ounces of of red wine. Any red wine of your choice will really work. Honestly, we don't judge. I'm going with the Cabernet Sauvignon. That is my preferred red wine. But whatever you have on hand, it all works. It'll still be delicious. A lot of people have the preconception that you have to go out and buy mulling spices specific to making mulled wine. But mulled wine, honestly, if you like to bake in any capacity, you'll most likely have these ingredients in your pantry. If you really want to save some time and effort, go out and buy your own mulling spices. We're going to use some really good, warm, yummy spices in this that'll give us the same result. So 10 ounces of white, 10 ounces of red wine into our saucepan. And then we're going to follow that with one star anise, one cinnamon stick, an eighth of a teaspoon of nutmeg. And I think that's where my mulled wine differs from a lot of recipes. The star anise and the cinnamon stick, pretty standard, but I like a little bit of nutmeg. I think it just adds another dimension of warmness. Uh, You can go cloves. I'm not going to use them. I don't have them on hand. I like making mulled wine with things that I have in my pantry already. So I made this recipe specific to my pantry, but honestly, the sky's the limit. I'm also going to add a little bit of honey to taste. I end up adding in about a tablespoon and a half. And then you're also going to want half of an orange rind on perfectly fine, but you're going to want to slice that up and add that into your pot. You're going to place your pot on the stove, like I said, on a medium low heat, and you're going to simmer that for about 10 minutes. And then you're just going to kill the heat. You're going to let it sit in the pot for just a little bit maybe like five to 10 minutes before you pour it. You want to strain out those spices so you can either scoop them out with a slotted spoon or a skimmer, or you can just pour out your wine over a strainer into a heat-proof vessel. I'm using a mug. I'm not doing anything too fancy. Um, If you want to be really fancy, you can use a copper mug. You can use any just kind of heat-proof vessel in order to enjoy this beautiful mulled wine and it's going to be warm and it's just going to make you feel happy and for me it's going to make me remember the time that I was walking the streets of Montmartre looking at art meeting random people when I say meeting random people I mean I was in a tour group uh, whenever I had this mulled wine and this experience that I'm thinking of and people who I'm actually still friends with to this day uh, which is really cool to think about. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. 
or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. But yes, anyways, you will just be transported to Europe during the fall and winter time. It's just such a treat. And a lot of times when we make mold wine, we have to make it on a big scale. But one thing I try to do on this show is to pare things down to if it's just you, if it's just, you know, me, myself and I, because I live alone. I live in a small studio apartment by myself. And I'm not entertaining often, but a lot of times I want just a little something special, a little something different. And that's what I try to do with these cocktails and with these recipes. So that is the recipe. It's super easy. It comes together super quickly. Um, The active effort that goes into it is probably about 30 seconds. And the actual time to cook is, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. Also, Just pro tip, do not let this wine come to a boil because you will cook off the alcohol and that's all the fun. That's why you want to simmer it. You just want to warm it, essentially. You can also make this on a larger scale in a crock pot. Uh, You can just double, triple, quadruple the recipe. Um, It's in the description, so you have it at your disposal. But it's just a nice little warm and cozy mulled wine. It's delicious, actually, and it just makes me very happy. And I definitely would double or triple the recipe because you're not going to want just one glass. But just in case you do, that's what I made it for. Moving back into our relaxation and rejuvenation tips, the next one I'll give you for relaxing, and this is one that I actually do weekly, fresh flowers. I know it's so weird. And it's like, oh, how does fresh flowers have anything to do with me relaxing? I'll tell you, one, they make your air quality better, so then that makes you think just a little bit better. I'm not a scientist. Don't quote me on that. But I love having the presence of fresh flowers in my apartment and in my house. I think it's just such a little luxury that just makes my life feel just like a little bit more clean, makes my feel like a little bit more put together like an adult. I don't know. I always romanticize that adults had fresh flowers in their homes at all times and you know a nice little bouquet I have these beautiful orange marigolds um in a vase right now they match my fall decor they are gorgeous and I had some sunflowers last week some hydrangeas the week before I think it's just one of those things that it really just adds a little oomph to your space and in turn it can help you feel like a little bit more relaxed I know it's weird, but but I feel like it works. <laughs> Another thing that I would say that I find really relaxing personally is long walks or even just a short walk, but just at the right time. Um, I think going on a walk is just so great to clear your head. And I guess what this tip really 
equates to is just a change of scenery doing something that you enjoy i like to go on walks because one it gets me out of my apartment and it gets me off my couch from not moving for nine hours a day but also i really like walking and long walks because it just makes me get outside it makes me breathe in the fresh air it makes me appreciate my environment I don't really have a lot of nature near me. I live in definitely like an urban area. However, just walking around my apartment building, around the general area where I live, it's just so relaxing and it really just helps me kind of wash away everything that happened during the day, especially if I go around sunset. I still get a little bit of that vitamin D, which, you know, vitamin D is supposed to be the happy vitamin, essentially. It's supposed to make you feel good and warm and happy inside. But also, I still get the cooler weather and less people being out, so it's just kind of like the best of all worlds for me. I can throw in a nice, relaxing playlist, and then I can just kind of be with myself and be outside. I think it's just such a relaxing little thing to do. I know it's it's weird, but I really enjoy it, and like I mentioned, and like I'll continue to mention, re- relaxation looks a lot different for everyone. One thing that I find relaxing, you may say, why would you do that to relax? For example, people who go to the gym to relax, more power to you, but I think you're insane and that you need help. But like I said, more power to you. That is just where I find my relaxation. I much rather find my relaxation at the bottom of a bottle of wine. I digress. Regardless, I think walking and just getting outside essentially in a change of scenery is one of the most relaxing things you can do for yourself. Also, another thing that you can do to relax is cook yourself something nice and something like a little bit like extravagant. But actually, my little go-to comfort food is actually ramen. And that's because when I want to relax, I actually don't want to put too much effort into food. But I do find cooking ramen just as relaxing as cooking like a beautiful ribeye or cooking a really good pasta dish. I love pasta and I'm surprised I actually haven't done a pasta recipe on this podcast except for maybe the macaroni in a pot a couple episodes back. Regardless, I want to talk ramen and just why I chose ramen and also give you this amazing ramen recipe. I chose ramen because it is such a comforting food. It really makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, and it's just super easy, and it's super accessible, and I'm not talking about just throw a block of ramen in a pod and just do it like that. We're going to be upgrading it. I'm me. You know, nothing is ever that simple. It's going to be simplistic, but it's going to be delicious, and we're going to do a couple things that'll add a lot of flavor, a lot of flavor in a short amount of time, and I think that's just one of the beauties of cooking and just kind of being with yourself and finding cooking relaxing it's that you can do something quickly but also still find it relaxing um so let's get into this ramen recipe i'm really excited to share this with you because i have been trying to perfect my perfect ramen recipe for ages and now i finally have and i'm just so excited to share it with all of you and it's delicious it's very few ingredients but it adds a lot of flavor so i'm just going to list out the ingredients ahead of time and then i'm just going to work with them in the words so what you're going to need also for the record this serves two people so you can either have some now and some later or you can have all of it now or you can share this with your significant other or your friend or your brother or your sister or your mom share it with whoever you want 
um probably not your dog i don't know i feel like that's just like not a good thing to do but you know i'm not telling you how to live your life (laughs) regardless let's talk about this upgraded ramen we're gonna need two packets of chicken flavored ramen like i said i wanted this recipe to be super accessible so i'm using a regular ramen i think a lot of times in ramen recipes people end up going with these specialty ramens that you have to go to like your asian grocer for or like amazon and as much as i love my trips to h mart i wanted to make sure that this was something that you could buy at walmart so uh, two packets of chicken flavored ramen. You can use top ramen, marchan. Doesn't really matter to me. I'm not judging. You're going to need one finger of ginger. You're going to need two cloves of garlic, one scallion. You're going to use both the greens and the whites. And you're also going to need soy sauce, butter, an egg yolk, and chili oil. Um, I make my chili oil homemade. I am not going to disclose my recipe on this because I want to save that for maybe a later episode or maybe just for myself but um marion's kitchen has a really amazing chili oil recipe if you're looking for a homemade one um very simple ingredients comes together in a pinch if not see if you can find some at the store i don't have any brands i recommend because i make my chili oil at home um i would say This is definitely an optional ingredient, but it adds such a punch of flavor that you will miss it and it won't hit the same. And then also you're going to need black pepper. So that's our ingredients for this upgraded ramen. Like I said, super simple. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our blocks of ramen and we're going to run some water over them enough water to cover it and then we're going to put it on the stove so i like making my ramen this way because it brings out a little bit of the gluten in the ramen so then the sauce is a little bit more silky and the broth is a little bit more silky we also make the broth a little bit more silky later on and i'll tell you about that in a minute but two blocks of ramen in a pot with some water put it on your stove leave it, forget about it, let it come up to a boil. While that ramen is coming up to a boil, you're going to thickly slice your finger of ginger and thickly slice and, you know, de-skin your cloves of garlic. The reasons why you want thick slices of this is because you're going to remove it later and you don't want to be finding little pieces of ginger and little pieces of garlic in it unless you're really into it i'm not into it i think the ginger gets a little bitter after you boil it for a bit so i like to just extract all of that delicious spicy earthy gingery flavor from it and then just discard it um i think it serves its purpose in that respect so and you're also going to cut your green onions cut your whites first and then You know, you can fancy slice on a bias uh, your greens. Those will be mostly for garnish. You want the whites for the actual soup part. Once your ramen comes up to a boil, determine how much broth you want. If you want a lot of broth, keep a lot of broth. If you want a little broth, keep a little broth. You will want some broth, and it's important for the egg yolk. So what we're going to do is now our ramen is boiling. We have our desired amount of water in there. We're going to add in our ginger, our garlic, and our white part of our scallion. We're going to let that cook for about three to four minutes just to let those flavors infuse in. And then after three to four minutes, we're also going to add our soy sauce. And we're going to only add about a tablespoon of soy sauce. We don't want to change the color of this broth because one thing that I actually really do enjoy about this like chicken store-bought ramen is that bright yellow color 
of the broth when you cook it and i don't really want to dilute that color too much the chili oil will act a little bit as a dilution as well as the egg yolk but i still want that kind of bright vibrant broth um that's something that's i eat with my eyes and it's very important to me um then you're going to remove your ginger and your garlic slices. You're going to add about a tablespoon of butter. I actually got this butter hack from Kylie Jenner's ramen. Um, I tried it back when I was in high school when it first went viral, and I actually really liked the way that it made the broth go. It adds a creamy aspect to the broth because of the milk solids and then you know the oil part of it just also adds another dimension i think it's really necessary it's really delicious i never said this is an everyday ramen i mean heck i'm not judging but you really shouldn't be eating ramen every day it's not that healthy for you so regardless um you're gonna add a tablespoon of butter and some black pepper to your desire i like a fair bit of black pepper i'll be honest um but also don't forget that we're adding chili oil which is going to add a nice kick as well then you're going to cook your noodles basically until you're you reach the consistency that you like some people like the ramen a little bit more firm i like mine borderline mush i think i like that texture where it still has a tiny tiny bit of bite but the noodles are kind of sticky together because of the starch then you're going to add in your seasoning packets one at a time. Mix in between adding your seasoning packets. I think that's super important. You really want that seasoning packet to get everywhere, so everywhere is super flavorful. And then you're going to put this all in a bowl, broth, noodles, and your scallions as well. Then you're going to top it with your green part of your scallions. And then this is something that I love to do. Take an egg yolk, raw egg yolk. I know, sounds weird, but it's delicious. You're going to place it on top, top that with some chili oil, and then break the yolk and mix it in super quickly. What it's going to do is that hot broth and those hot noodles are going to cook the egg yolk just to the point where it's like still kind of creamy. Think of like how we do carbonara. We don't scramble the egg yolk. We emulsify it into the sauce. And that's kind of like where I got that inspiration for the egg yolk. It is actually so delicious and it actually changes the entire consistency of the dish. It takes it from this kind of like really soupy ramen to this really creamy, delicious ramen. I think it's so necessary here's the thing if you're so terrified by the egg yolk not being fully cooked or whatever skip it i'm not judging out loud at least but that is my upgraded ramen it is so delicious once you eat this you will never want to go back to regular ramen i promise and it's like i said it's just super easy it's super warm and i kind of wanted that warm and cozy vibe for my relaxation night. I'm going to give you one last tip because we're coming to the end of our time together. And this tip is just super important. And it's not really a relaxation tip, but it's really just a tip for you to kind of clearly and quickly clear your head. And it's saying positive affirmations to yourself in the mirror. I know I sound like one of those like life coaches, I'm not one. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not qualified in any way, shape, or form. I like telling myself affirmations like, I am worthy, I am loved, I am enough, I am powerful, I am valuable, I will get this project done in the best way possible, 
I will be successful. I am successful. I like saying I am rather than I will be. I think it's just more in the moment. But this little tip has helped me through so many times when I've been stressed out and I just really needed to decompress. Just telling yourself nice things. And like I said, we need to be nicer to ourselves. We need to treat ourselves with dignity and respect and treat our bodies well and our minds well and our souls well. However you choose to do that, I choose to nourish myself with lots of affirmations and to shower myself in compliments because I don't really get them from the outside. Um, Feel free to compliment me on Make It Cute Pod's Instagram or on my personal Instagram. You know, I'm not going to deny compliments, but regardless, I like to be my own number one fan. And I think that really helps me develop and just kind of grow and just kind of feel at peace and relaxed. And it's something that's so kind of stupid at times that people might think, but I think it's just one of those things that being nice to yourself is never stupid. And just reminding yourself that you're powerful and that you're enough is such a powerful tool. The fact that you have your own control of your own stress levels and your own life and your own emotions and your own reactions is just amazing to me. So why wouldn't you want to fill those emotions with something beautiful and something wonderful? Anyways, that is all I have for all of you today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you found something valuable and something that you could take home with you from this episode. If you were looking for relaxation tips, I hope that I provided a couple. If you weren't looking for them, I hope that you found something. And just remember, I told myself a bunch of positive affirmations. I'm going to tell you a couple. You are loved, you are worthy, you are valuable, and you are enough. And with that being said, I'm signing off. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Because this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.